0: It's time to get ready for the Buffalo Bills playoff matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm joined by Locked On Chiefs host Ryan Tracy to discuss it today on Locked On Bills. You are
1: Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Your team every day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm Joe Marino, host of Lockdown Bills, joined by Ryan Tracy, the outstanding host of Lockdown Chiefs. And we're here to get you ready for a big one a divisional round playoff matchup between the two seed Buffalo Bills and the 3 seed Kansas City Chiefs. We got a couple of hot teams here. The Bills after falling to 6 and 6, they've won their last 6 in a row. The Chiefs after that little 2 and 4 lull that they had have won their last 3. And here we are, Ryan. Very excited to break this game down with you. Big one, right? A big one. I it's uh it's interesting. Andy Reid or Sean McDermott this week said that this rivalry, that's a budding rivalry, is built on respect. And I really do believe that, right? I feel like there's a lot of understanding of what these two teams are in mutual respect. And uh, here we are again, once again, right? Twice this year, yeah. and it feels like a tradition like no other. What's going on, dude?
1: It, it really does. And I saw Ed Oliver's comments, you know, like it's kind of shocking that it's, it hasn't been in Buffalo yet, right? I do think there's mutual admiration between these two teams. And stop me if you heard this before, but the road to the Super Bowl goes through one of these buildings. And I, I kind of like that, to tell you the truth. We had a good time when we talked in the regular season, but this is a different animal. Every time these teams get together, somebody's pushing the envelope, and I think it's going to be a back and forth, maybe more so than we've seen in the last couple of years. I mean, back to the 13-second thing, I I think it might come right down to the wire yet again.
0: Probably so, Ryan. Probably so. Um, And as you mentioned here, there's been some recent history between these two teams. They've played each Of the last five years, if I'm not mistaken, with all five of them being in Kansas City, seven of the last eight in Kansas City. So as we start to get into the biggest storyline for each team, for the Bills, it's finally getting a chance to have this one in your backyard, right? And the Bills have had some recent success in the regular season in Arrowhead, taking the last three. But the most meaningful ones, the last two in the playoffs, the AFC Championship game in 2020, and then, you know, that 13-second steal, those both happened in the playoffs at Arrowhead. And so this is the Bills' opportunity. This is what they've wanted. They've wanted to bring Patrick Mahomes to their place in the playoffs. I think that was coming out of 13 seconds. A game the Bills obviously blew. A lot of the commentary was, man, what if that game was in Buffalo? And I don't know if we're going to get another 13-seconds type, uh, you know, heart attack game. But... The Bills get this one in Buffalo, and this is what they've wanted so badly, the huge opportunity, right? This is the defending Super Bowl champions. I mean, the AFC has been about the Kansas City Chiefs for the last five, six, seven years, however long it's been. Now you got a chance to slay the dragon. You get a chance to do it in your backyard. You don't want to squander this opportunity if you're Buffalo. Easier said than done against Patrick Mahomes and company.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. This is the opportunity because you got to be careful what you wish for, Right. This team, because of its lack of of explosives in particular, but just the, the creakiness, I'll call it, of the offense, and and what has to have been a redefinition of what you are this season. They came in to camp, came into the first quarter of the season, hoping that they could just get someone to stamp up into that, that dynamic, wide-out one kind of position, and it just hasn't materialized. Rasheed Rice has come a very long way, but I don't know that he scares enough of the defense. You'll have to tell me that to really make it something that you can put and juxtapose against Travis Kelsey, that you have a one-two punch. So it's been, can we play better defense? Yes. Can we run the ball more efficiently? Yes. So it's been kind of a turning of the tide. And the other thing that's really key to this game is the Chiefs, in this whole process, have learned to play better on the road than they have at home. And I think that's something that, for the first time that it is going to be in Buffalo, I think the Chiefs are a little bit better prepared for it than, say, maybe two seasons ago. In order to go into a hostile environment, especially if it's cold. Last week they proved. I mean, unless unless the field is actually covered
0: in kaput, <laughs>
1: they can handle Buffalo.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I well, I don't think weather is going to matter in this one. It looks like it's going to be cold, right? But I don't know if there's going to be wind and precipitation and that type of stuff. It's going to be interesting. Last time Patrick Mahomes came to Buffalo was a COVID year, so there's no fans in the stands, and so uh, it'll be excited. Well, at least Bills Mafia is excited too get a chance to see Patrick Mahomes and and cheer against him, right? In the loudest possible way, I'm sure. Another big storyline for the Bills in this game is the injuries. And I know that that was a big storyline for your opponent last week in the Miami Dolphins and all their injuries. Well, the Bills, I guess the Bills were jealous of all those injuries and wanted to have a bunch of them uh, for this one. And and for the Bills side of things, uh, you hate that the concentration of these injuries are really at two positions, at cornerback and at linebacker. If you look at the cornerback position, Uh, The Bills were without Rasul Douglas last week uh, against the Dolphins with a knee injury. Of course, Trey White's been out for the season for a long time. Then your other corner, Christian Benford, who's been a good starter for you, he went down with a knee injury against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so you're you're potentially going into this matchup without your top three corners. We'll see Rasul Douglas practiced in a limited capacity on Wednesday, which was a walkthrough, but we'll see how that goes the rest of the week. Christian Benford did not practice. Oh, by the way, your slot corner, Taron Johnson, a second-team All-Pro selection this year, uh, he has a concussion. He's in the concussion protocol. He did uh, participate in a limited capacity in that walkthrough on Wednesday, but for him, it's a matter if he's going to clear protocol or not. And then at linebacker, of course, we all know Matt Milano's been injured for the entire season. Well, Terrell Bernard, who's been a wonderful replacement for Tremaine Edmonds, big-time splash plays, he's carted off with an ankle sprain. I think the news is good there that it's only an ankle sprain. Uh, Sean McDermott said there's some hope for him on Sunday. Who knows? Tyrell Dotson, his running mate, missed last week with a shoulder injury. You don't know if he comes back. And so you're kind of getting into some backups. A.J. Klein, Dorian Williams, Balin Specter as potential second-level defenders for the Buffalo Bills, not to mention Gabe Davis, who knows his status. He missed last week. And then the punter, Sam Martin, Uh, who knows? He's got a hamstring injury. So injury's a big storyline for the Bills here as they welcome Mahomes high mark stadium they might have to uh try to slay the dragon here without some key players on the defensive side of the ball you know it, 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 this time of year
1: it's going to happen all the way around the Chiefs are in a slightly better position because they went through it earlier than the Bills did right they've gotten some key guys back Darius Tony could have gone last week as we understand they decided not to He should be available Skymore was activated from his injury status his window is now open today Wani e. Morris who's in the concussion protocol uh, is now back on the practice field, progressing. We'll see what happens with all of them. They did lose Derek Naughty last week to an elbow injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. We'll see what that turns into. They did uh, acquire Isaiah Bubbs. He's on the practice squad. Uh, something they could pull up along with Mike Pinnell. So expect that when you get your Dame Gay, uh, game day inactives. Uh, you could see something like that. And other than that, it looks like they're rounding into shape. Nick Bolton's back. Drew Tranquil's back. Uh, obviously, What you get, and the dichotomy of these two teams really, I I love this, because there's an all-pro in the Chiefs' defensive backfield as well. McDuffie's going to be there, and he's going to be solid. Latarius Seed, we saw what he did to Tyreek Hill last week, especially if Gabe Davis isn't able to go. The questions there become about what can you get done against that secondary that has been, to this point, peaking right up until this week. Hopefully they can continue that trend for Chiefs' kingdom, but the question for me is then going to be what do the Bills do in response, and it all comes back to Josh and Josh and Josh, right?
0: Josh and Josh and Josh, and well, he's he's had a better supporting cast this year, I think, than in other seasons. James Cook was a big factor the first two times these, or the first time this team these two teams hooked up, and you know they Khalil Shakir, Dalton Kincaid, Stefan Diggs. I think that's going to kind of be the the bread and butter in terms of where Josh Allen's going to want to work the football, and of course his own ability to run it. So. We'll see what type of levers they can pull. I think offensively, they've really played two strong games in a row against Miami and Pittsburgh, but this is a good defense here with the Kansas City Chiefs. What are they? Top two in scoring, top two in in yards. It's a good group and a lot of familiarity between these two teams, and obviously, superstar quarterbacks uh, at the helm for both of them. So, a big one here. Obviously, we've kind of set the tone here for the rest of our conversation. In just a second, we're going to talk matchups, the key matchups that will decide. This football game so be sure to stick with us but folks when you're hiring for your small business you want to be certain that you have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free and look linkedin isn't just another job board linkedin has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place to hire and hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates so easy in fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Look, LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats right now and might not have the time or resource to hire. Well, thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy, and they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process that much more simple. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Folks, you shouldn't have to worry when you're trying to buy tickets for your next big event. Well, luckily, you don't have to because game time is here for you, and it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets, all in prices. They give you a view from your seat and a best price guarantee. The app is awesome, super easy to navigate. They also got these flash deals. I love to just log in and see what flash deals are available to me. They also send the tickets right to your phone so you don't have to dig through the emails once you do make a purchase. So snag the tickets. Without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off game time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Ryan, let's get into these matchups. When you think about this game, the critical matchups, what's that first one that comes to mind for you? I think what it comes down to is that I want to build off of the
1: last meeting because that's generally what is going to give you the best clue. And the right side of the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line had a bad day out last time. Six pressures from Trey Smith at guard, five pressures for Juwan Taylor out at tackle. I expect that they're going to shore that up. They have come together a little bit. Trey Smith maybe had the best game of his career last week against the Dolphins. So I'm looking forward to that I'm really interested, though, is it, I think Patrick understands he's got to know where A.J. Epinesa is at all times because to my knowledge, it's the best game that A.J.'s ever played was against the Chiefs the last time. And the batted ball is still real. So that comes back to the tackles and being able to get a punch. Now, will they move? The pass rushers around certainly, whether it's going to be wanting Morris at left tackle or whether it's going to be Donovan Smith, that's still up in the air for the Kansas City Chiefs. So it is the edges that I'm a little bit concerned about because they didn't have to face that last week and they were able to roll. I think that makes them a little bit confident.
0: Yeah, the Bills have found a way to get a couple of those interceptions against Mahomes, whether it was Rousseau a few years ago and then AJ Epinesa got one. They have a lot of length on the edge and, you know, ideally, hopefully they can, for the Bills, they can get another one of those plays, you, you know, never could really count on that stuff. But I think that is a good place to to start the conversation is the the edges for the Bills against the offensive tackles for the Kansas City Chiefs and potentially some some matchup advantages there for the Bills that they can win. Now, I, I know I've said it a million times and I'm sure everyone understands this. The Chiefs have the best middle three in the league in Humphrey Smith and, and Tooney, but you know, maybe there's some chances there on the edges, but you got to be careful because if you don't contain rush, if you don't cage rush, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to get outside of structure and and kill you, which was a big part of the game last time where Sean McDermott was willing to send some five-man pressures. And we all know the worst thing you can do is blitz Patrick Mahomes, but they blitzed him in such a way that was designed really just to kind of keep him contained and not really allow him to get outside of structure and do the dynamic things that Patrick Mahomes does. And so... When you think to yourself, you don't blitz Mahomes, but then you kind of listen to the thought process behind it, that made a lot of sense. I think the most important thing with rushing Patrick Mahomes, it's not necessarily sacking him. It's containing him the best that you can and really just kind of compressing things around him. So that cage rush is going to be critical uh, for the Buffalo Bills this week. Uh, I do think that the Bills defensive line, like that, that's to me that's such a paramount part of this game. We just went through the first segment. I talked about all these corners, all these linebackers that aren't going to be there. Well, you know who's there? All these defensive linemen that you've invested in, first-round picks, a lot of draft capital, guys like Ed Oliver and Greg Rousseau and Leonard Floyd, Ron Miller, we'll see, Uh, Daquan Jones, veterans, like good players. This is a game for them where they got to win one-on-one battles and try to put Kansas City in some negative situations with tackles for loss, with the contained rush. I think the Bills' defensive line stepping up and and really being the catalyst for the defensive success where you're shorthanded potentially, at linebacker and corner, I think that's going to be paramount for Buffalo to have success.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, and, and they got to be, I think, smart about it. I thought what they did last time was very, very disciplined in understanding where their lanes are and not leaving him an escapability, especially vertically. Because if you let that happen, he will take it. There is there is a factor to this whole conversation that we don't talk about very often, and that is the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are pals off off the field, right? There is a healthy competition there, and there's always a conversation in Kansas City. All the beat reporters, you know, hey, you know, what do you think of Josh? What's his game like? He's like, yeah, he scrambles really well. I'm, I think I'm pretty good at that too. Like there, there's a, a need there. So if you have breakdowns in your pass lanes, pass rush lanes, he will look to exploit that very specifically just to compete with Josh. And I think that's the other really interesting aspect about this particular game is because it's weakness on weakness, injuries in the the Bills secondary lack of experience and lack of basic ability to catch the football for the chiefs wide receivers. So it does come down to the trench plane containing the quarterbacks. Cause I think they're both going to be the X
0: factors with their feet. Yeah. There's no question about it. Um, the next match is that matchup that I have down is, is a little bit what you're talking about there. You're talking about Patrick Mahomes and him against Josh Allen. Josh Allen has to be special for the bills in this game um, where again, you look at the defensive side of the football, you're potentially going to be down some linebackers and corners. You look at the defensive line as the pick-me-up there. Well, the ultimate pick-me-up, the ultimate X factor is Josh Allen being special and what he's capable of doing and what he's done uh, in the playoffs, what he's done against Kansas City. I know it didn't work out in the 13 seconds game, but he was special in that game. And so, yeah, you want to like, help yourself make up for some shorthanded players on defense have Josh Allen go out there and have one of those crazy days where he's a he's an absolute superstar, a lot like what he did last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so I, I think that's where you have to lean. All right, well, what can pick you up? Well, yeah, the defensive line, but also your offense is healthy. I know Gabe Davis might not be available, and I know that Gabe Davis has had success against Kansas City, but Gabe Davis isn't a player that I look at as a major loss for the Bills on offense. He runs clear-out routes, he runs pick routes, and he blocks. That Trent Shurfield can do that just fine. If, to me, with Gabe Davis out, it puts more targets in the hands of a Dalton Kincaid and a Khalil Shakir, which I think are just much more dynamic options, much more consistent options with the football. And so, um, yeah, Josh Allen and those weapons, that has to be the bread and butter that puts the pressure uh, on Kansas City to to score. And again, easier said than done, top top two defense in the NFL here. Um, but this is, this is that moment you've wanted. You better go meet that moment. This
1: is this is a tough one for me because both the guys that you mentioned were kind of my draft darlings in Shakir and Kincaid. <laughs> yeah. And while the Chiefs, I, I do feel comfortable having an answer for Shakir, I thought he played really dynamically the last couple of times that I've seen him. But he's going to see a lot of Trent McDuffie, and that, that has me feeling pretty confident. It is Kincaid. And honestly, we've seen Dawson Knox have really nice outings against the Chiefs before as well. And yes, they have the full complement of their linebacker crew, but there's just something about – their ability to cover in man in particular. If they're just going to sit in under zones, then I can live with that, and I think they'll give up some first downs and they'll be all right for it. But if they get caught where Spags wants to get creative and they get in on one-on-one, particularly with Kincaid, that's one of the matchups that I'm going to be watching. The safety valve over the top is the safeties. And what I don't think we talk about enough is the loss of Brian Cook and his absence in the back has left Justin Reed playing more uh, out of position closer to the line of scrimmage. He's been playing deep. Mike Edwards has been playing deep. There's a rookie in Chamari Connor that's working some nickel uh, CB. He's working some safety. All those are experience-based things that I wish they still had cooked for. And so it's between the hashes that I'm worried about Kincaid most uh, specifically. And he's the guy that I'm going to keep my eye on the most.
0: Last thing I want to get to here in the matchup segment is something I know you're passionate about. I think these rushing offenses are going to matter a ton, right? We are just Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, right? We get it. Probably going to come down a lot to who can run the ball and who can stop the run. And I know that the Dolphins had 76 rushing yards. Tough to glean much. The Dolphins weren't necessarily up for that game, right? I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the Chiefs, but that was a shorthanded Dolphins team that were playing like they were cold, right? I mean, and credit to the chief for the Chiefs for winning that game. And and really, I mean, if they would have had a little bit more execution in the red zone, that would have been an absolute route more than the twenty-six to seven. But that's a good confidence game. You held the, the number one rushing team in the NFL to 76 rushing yards. That's in, in a cold weather game where they needed to run the ball. That definitely matters. Um, but these these rushing offenses, and I think the Bills um It was a benefit to them last time these two teams that they met that Isaiah Pacheco wasn't available. Well, that guy's available, and that guy is a problem, right? I mean, he's one of my favorite backs in the league to watch with the explosiveness, uh, how he runs, angry, doesn't want to go down, tough to tackle. Like, you love these types of running backs. And, you know, that's going to give that rushing offense more punch compared to the last two times – or the last time that these two times two teams hooked up. So I think, yeah, Mahomes, Allen, important. Running the ball, stopping the run is going to be important. And, you know, I think both of these teams have had their moments. Both of these times, teams have had their issues. And uh, I think the team that can run the ball and stop the run better in this one probably going to come out on top. Yeah, I
1: I won't argue with you at all because I think we've seen um, the Chiefs get beat up pretty good. Are they a better defense overall? Absolutely. They're still not a stalwart against the run in most occasions. And we like what Cook does. Uh, again coming out would have liked to seen him in uh, red and gold let's let's try to get back to that but here's the other x factor is the Chiefs have a 30 point differential in success rate when they run power versus when they run zone they want to run inside outside zone like Andy's run for the last 17,000 years it just isn't working this season as well so it is still a hit or miss kind of aspect they've been running power pretty well the last few weeks but There's always that infamiliarity. They have not practiced that until maybe the last six, eight weeks. So there's always a possibility that against a defense that can jump gaps, that can take their strength to stopping that run, that's going to be a problem. And I like for the Bills, I like Cook's ability to catch the ball a little bit better than Pacheco's. There's going to have to be a little bit more creativity in the pass game off of the run game for Patrick Mahomes. Only
0: five play action uh, passes called last week. I expect that to double yeah surely it should uh you mentioned zone versus gap the bills made a drastic shift last week against the Steelers with their identity as a rushing offense going into the game last week the first 17 games of the season the bills were 66 percent gap 34 percent run last week against Pittsburgh they were 71 percent zone versus 29 percent gap and so that worked for them. They averaged over five yards of carry on 34 runs. And yeah, they run weeks. They love to run zone to the weak side. with sets, sets up a ton of cutback opportunities. And they run dart and duo and all these types of run things. Like their, their run offense has become more dynamic in the ways that they do it. And them showing the ability to run zone against Pittsburgh last week has probably spags thinking a lot about what it's going to look like this time around. So that versatility in the run game showed up for the Bills. And um curious to see how... They deployed against KC, and then the same same type of deal. Like what what type of strategy does KC have to to run the ball against Buffalo?
1: It's going all to be right. really interesting.
0: It will be interesting. All right, we're going to get into the path to victory here in just a moment. So be sure to stick with us, folks. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need. The opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small, certain things can really start to get to you, and it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. Well, therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams, and it's important to get things off our chest every once in a while. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. So if you've been thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. All you do is visit betterhelp.com slash locked on, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You'll fill out a brief questionnaire. and If you need to switch therapists, you can do so at any time. Got a deal here for you. If you do visit betterhelp.com slash locked on, that'll get you 10% off your first order. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, Ryan, when you think about the path to victory for the Kansas City Chiefs to get to the AFC Championship game for the 100th year in a row what is important for them in this one uh to to go into buffalo and get a win i think not only for what the chiefs need to do but the history of this
1: this rivalry right this budding rivalry it's it all comes down to one thing don't turn over the ball protect your possessions make sure that you get every chance to do that she scored on i think it was 80 percent of their possessions last week they can do that I don't care if, it, if some of them have to come away as field goals, they're going to be in good shape. You just can't give the ball to Josh, especially on their side of the field. That's job number one for me. What is it for you?
0: Oh, uh, job number one for me as well is turnovers, uh, Ryan. I think this is absolutely critical. It's the, it's the stat outside of points scored and points against. It's the one that's most correlative to winning and losing in the NFL. And looking at these two teams coming out of their bye weeks, uh, the Chiefs, over their last nine games, minus seven in turnover differential. My jaw hit the floor when I saw that as I was researching for this conversation. Now, the Bills aren't great in that department, but they are plus one since their bye week, which is an eight-game stretch, and they they won the turnover battle last week 2 to nothing against Pittsburgh. And so, yeah, this is an important game, right? We're talking about a game where you have two elite quarterbacks. There could be a lot of possessions, but that doesn't mean you want to give possessions away, right? Like, you have to value the ball. And threading the needle between being aggressive and dynamic and making plays, but also not giving the ball to the other team, right? Not only taking away production for your team, but putting the other team in position for production, it's it's you gotta take care of the ball. And that that goes for both sides of the equation. Yeah, it's a tightrope that
1: both these quarterbacks have have been known to fall off of from time to time. So let's see who can walk it best this weekend.
0: No question. Uh what's what else for you? What's what's next on your list?
1: Yeah, for me, it's about taking advantage of what's there to be had, particularly on the offensive side. The Chiefs have come down to a Travis Kelsey show and Rasheed Rice will throw something in and everything after that is a total question mark. There is no consistency. There is no options, really. Even when you get guys like McCole Hardman or MVS open deep, standing by themselves, they don't catch the football, let alone if it's a contested catch. So it really does limit the Old school thought of what Mahomes is. Now, the fact that there's going to be a number of backups in the secondary still doesn't take away the fact, unless you're telling me that Hyde and Poyer aren't going to be out there, then I still have a lot to contend with if I'm the Chiefs passing coordinator. So it really is about finding that particular matchup that gives you the third option. That's what they have to hunt for. I have a tendency to think that it's going to be something like a backup much like Noah Gray, who I think has been underutilized this season to the point, but has come up very clutch for them most of the season. If he's not giving the attention, he might be the guy that steps forward.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned the injuries the Bills have at corner, and they absolutely do. If there's a silver lining for the Bills is that they've been injured at corner for the last three seasons, and all of these guys have played a lot, right? So Rasul Douglas has been a major jolt to this team, but they're leaning into guys like Dane Jackson, who's played so much football for this team, leaning into Kyer Elam, who's a first-round pick last year that – in the regular season game last year, the, Kyrie almost good against the Chiefs. He picked off Patrick Mahomes in the end zone, right? Like, so they do have a lot of experience that they're leaning into. But there's nothing that you can make up for than just like the cohesion, guys that are always together, spacing the field, zone defense. You know, it's it's always a, a task to get these guys up to play and and ready to go. But the Bills have had a lot of experience uh, doing that. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's going to be an interesting equation for Kansas City because it has become. Like you mentioned, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, and then whatever else you can get is kind of a bonus. And there's been a lot of high variance in in those targets to other players, which I, I totally recognize. But if there's anybody that could pull it off, it's it's Mahomes, and uh, you know he doesn't want to go down. Right? There's he knows that he's never had to go on the road in in the playoffs. In that everyone's talking about that, he's not going to roll over. Right? <laughs> like he wants to let you know, it doesn't matter where I play the game, I'm going to win. Right, and so I think the Bills are are certainly fully aware of that. Uh, the next thing for me is I, I and it's a little bit what we talked about in the last segment. But which team can be two dimensional on offense? I mean, thinking about what you just elaborated on there with the Chiefs and the variants outside of Rice and, and Kelsey in the passing game. Well, what would be helpful there is if you could lean on that run game and run and throw the football. Same thing with the Bills. Can they be two dimensional on offense and not just be a pure drop back game? Right, like. Doing running your entire offense and being two dimensional throughout the entirety of it, I think which team can be two dimensional on offense for longer is gonna, is gonna be absolutely critical in this one.
1: Yeah, the the balance, bring balance to the offense, has been the battle cry for us in Kansas City for going on five seasons. We get glimpses. Last week was one of them 24 carries for Isaiah Pacheco alone, and that bringing it in, uh, say a 60 40 split. Is something Andy Reid doesn't do very often, but it helps this particular team more than most. So they have to double down on it. The question is, is who gets the explosives? Because if Cook gets off to a hot start and is eating up the defense pretty quick, that has a tendency to shrink the playbook for the Kansas City Chiefs. If they fall down early, they want to go prove it. And Patrick wants to say, whoa, remember who I am. I'm going to go deep right here. And that leads to more three and outs this season than any season under him yet. So it is about containing cook and trying to pepper in Pacheco. You'll see some Clyde Edwards, alaire as well. Uh, but it really does have to be a balanced attack all
0: day long. A lot at stake, Ryan, a lot at stake, a lot of different dynamics uh, for this football game. I, I think we've, we've really kind of gotten into the bread and butter of it with running the ball and these two quarterbacks being dynamic, not turning over the football, all the stuff, but uh They're going to play the game. We're going to find out. Someone's going to the AFC Championship game. Someone's going to Cancun, right? And we know that, uh, what was it, LeJarrius Need sent Tyreek Hill to Cancun. And so uh, (laughs) we'll see see who's next, right? We'll see who is next. This has been a great conversation. And folks, there's plenty of coverage uh, coming before and after the game, both on Locked On Bills, Locked On Chiefs. So make sure that you are uh, listening to, subscribing to both podcasts. We have you covered every step of the way. Big shout out to our everydayers, those of you who make us your first listen every single day. As always, we kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review. Enjoy the game, folks, and we'll be here for you every step of the way.